Hey everyone, I'm going to answer a question that many people ask me on a regular basis. Why do you watch Bachelor in Paradise? What is it that draws you into the melodramatic lives of these future social media influencers? Do I want them to find love? Am I really interested in Bachelor Nation celebrating another union born from the romps on the beach bed and incestuous relationships? Of course not. I tune into Bachelor in Paradise to watch Derek sniff Demi's armpits and John Paul Jones reciting Shakespeare, sort of, and Jordan yanking down a pinata to prove a point. And if someone falls in love in the process, so be it. Hey everyone, I'm Lindsay and welcome to the I Hate Green Beans podcast. During each episode, I'll be discussing television, movies, music, and books with friends who love pop culture as much as I do. For those of you wondering, yes, we will be talking about the Bachelor franchise. And no, I do not want to try your grandmother's famous green bean casserole recipe. But thanks for offering. Now sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. It's episode 125 of the I Hate Green Beans podcast. I'm your host, Lindsay. I am here, as always, with some guy in Austin, and we are going to talk Bachelor in Paradise, episodes three and four, four hours of drama, of people showing up, of people getting in a fight, and the layers continue to be pulled back, and we find more and more out about Blake. Can you believe it? We're in episode four, and we're still finding out new information. We jokingly said, I think last time, that, oh, maybe more people show up that he slept with. Little did we know, there's one already there. Right. Um, although well, I think the just, explanation was he kissed. They just yeah, kissed. he flew to Birmingham, and uh, we talked, and then we kissed, and then I went home. Mm-hmm. I mean... That's like, you know, it's not my weed, it's my friend's, (laughs) you know? (laughs) Somebody gave me that alcohol to hold for him. Yeah, I accidentally slept with her. What we're talking about is Hannah and Blake. When we last left, Blake had decided, you know what, I'm going to pursue Hannah. I'm going to tell her that. She's waffling between Dylan, who is not Mateo, and Blake. And at the beginning of this episode, he steals her away. It's at night when they're all gathered around the bar and he steals her away to go swing dancing, jitterbugging, whatever you want to call it, just right there at the edge of the shore where everyone can see. And then they start making out. And my favorite part is when Dylan starts looking around at everybody and says, this is weird, right? I mean, this is rude. This is disrespectful. Am I right? Am I right? Should I go over there? And everybody says, no, don't go. Mm -mm." And Demi and I are yelling, yes, do it. Go over there. Really? Why should he go over there? I I felt like, I felt like he should have just gone to the bar and then just gone and sat in a a hammock and never talk to either one of them again. I mean, he's seen enough at that point. That is That's true. The third time she, third time she's done that right in front of his face. That is true statement. Here's why I like what he did. He went over there and essentially said to the both of them, "What's going on? We need to have a conversation about this." I think he just wanted to hear Hannah say. You know what? I like Blake. Well, she's not going to do that because when you're in paradise, you explore and you keep your mind open to all the options that might be there. And we also have this 
irritated me, Blake telling Hannah what she's feeling. Dude, you're making her feel bad. Dude, she has a big, big decision to make this week because the women have the power. Dude, you need to let her explore her options. And she just sat there and pulled her ponytail. So I think what Dylan wanted was to hear, you know what? I like Blake and I want to go with Blake. And I'm sorry, Dylan. So he could just leave paradise. But But he didn't get that. No, I, I think the guy needs to grow a pair. And I think he's so focused on her. You know, again, biggest strength is your biggest weakness. We talked about this. She doesn't respect him because she's allowed to walk all over him. Mm-hmm. Um, she's not, I guess, um, what's the word I'm looking for? She's not assertive enough to to tell him the absolute truth. And she keeps leading him on. Mm-hmm. Um, but and, and I just think he needs to, you know, he needs to realize at that point, hey, she's going to continue to make out with everybody here. Not only that. But what are we week two in paradise? And now it comes out very reluctantly mm-hmm. that, oh, guess what? Blake booked a trip to Birmingham. Gosh. Good Do boy. You... He's like the Steve Garvey uh-uh. of freaking, maybe that reference is a little too old. But... I think it might be. Think of another one. <laughs> quick, quick. Will Chamberlain. I mean, everyone knows Will Chamberlain. <laughs> 10,000 women. 10, women or whatever. I mean, it's it's crazy, man. I mean, you know, it's, it's amazing no one's gotten pregnant yet. Uh, here, here's my question: Was it before know, or after Stagecoach Gate Coachella? I don't know. I guess after. I, I, would, I would hazard a guess. She was probably at Coachella, and he just didn't have an opportunity because he was pretty busy. He's pretty he busy, busy at Stagecoach. Mm, uh, mm. Maybe she was on the list. He just didn't get there. Got you it. Know? Kind of like when you want to go to Bed Bath and Beyond, Home Depot, <laughs> in the same day. You just, you know, you run out of time. He's, oh man. <laughs> Give me your phone number. I'll get to you later. Birmingham Southwest is having a special. Awesome. I'm going to go there. Look, all I want to do is meet for coffee, talk, and maybe I'll kiss you, and then you can go home. Does anyone believe that? I don't. Uh, um, I want to shift gears a little bit here. Was there any moment during last night's broadcast where you felt a little sorry for Cam? No, no. And <laughs> <laughs> me either. No, he he nailed the final nail in his coffin when he wrote a love letter oh, to Kaylin so and and read so, it in front of her as she's look drinking on her, her face. Yeah, morning I mean, green drink, whatever. She yeah. was saying, "Can somebody get me some vodka to put in here, stat?" It was yeah, bad. The look on her face was just one of absolute terror. Um, and just, you know, she could not wait for that moment to be over. But, you know, I got I got to give the guy credit. I mean, I think that that showed me that, you know, he was really trying. The guy's just, mm-hmm. you know, he's just a He a has dork. no game. Yeah, yeah no swagger, know, no game. Every time it showed him moping, I heard that Charlie Brown Christmas Time is Here song, you know. <laughs> That turned out okay for Charlie Brown. I'm not sure the same thing is going to happen here. Yeah, it's not like they're going to decorate a palm tree and <laughs> sing to him. <laughs> oh man okay let's talk about the the we started off with a rose ceremony you and i were pretty on point with our guesses last week the only thing we got wrong was 
Annalise going home because yeah. old man Chris gives Christina his rose. And it got all weird when Kevin Keith gave his rose to Sydney because she was the one that we said, oh, she's gone for sure. And so Annalise didn't last a week on the island, and I'm kind of glad for that because she bugs me. Yeah, well, I think Demi said, uh, what did she say? Uh, somebody did uh, did us all a favor by giving yeah. his rose to Christina or oh, something. But that was too um, cool. but I thought I've thought through this now, and and I think in in retrospect, I would have predicted that because mm-hmm. Sydney, as she goes through the motions this week. Um, I think the guys like her because she's not a yeah. drama queen. I think she's kind of bummed out. No one's really hitting on her and all that kind of stuff. You know, she's not viewed as a, a sex symbol. But they, mm-hmm. everybody seems to really like her and trust her and get along with her. And, um, you know, so she seems like the sane one on the on the island. Right. We're in an and island. We're on a peninsula. I'm we, sorry. I we know. Should... I always call it the island, though. I get it. <laughs> um, I think that the big news for that storyline, for Sydney's storyline, is that Big Mike comes to paradise. Yeah, and doesn't he? He does, and all the girls are swooning over his eyebrows and his eyes and his smile and his muscles. And he asked Kaylin on a date, which is interesting that he didn't go straight after Hannah like we're used to, or Nicole like we're yeah. used to now. And it was fine. It wasn't It wasn't great, but it was fine. So now he has moved on to Sydney. I don't know if he's doing that because he's just trying to get a rose now or if he is really interested. But based on what you've seen so far, rumor has it that this that Big Mike in Paradise is a pseudo tryout to see how audiences react to him to potentially be The Bachelor. It's probably valid. I don't know. I know do it's you, not going to be Chris. What's his face? Do you think it's going to do you think he's doing OK so far? No, he's not dynamic enough. No, I think if, if anybody made a great impression last night and I couldn't I can't believe I'm saying this. I couldn't stand him. Dean seemed mm-hmm. real outgoing. Mm-hmm. And, Shut your you know. mouth right now. I did enjoy Jordan and Demi giving some color commentary on the beaches as people walked by. That was pretty funny. It was okay. I think they're funny together. With Jordan's entrance onto the beach, he stirred up all the Blake drama a little bit more because he was surprised to hear all the things about all the people. Hannah said, yes, I will go with you. And then she immediately said, oh, just kidding. And he takes Nicole instead and they zip line and it's boring. But here's the question I wanted to ask to you. Nicole tells someone, you know, I'm a hot commodity and uh, everybody likes me and I want to I want to play the game a little bit. Is that was that a good move on her part or not? I, I think there's a there's a fear in all of these people. And I guess Hannah B or Hannah G is that her name? Yeah, Hannah G. Um, you know, personifies it most that if they don't look around and go on other dates, they're missing out. But if Mm -hmm. they, but they all claim they want to find love. And then if they stay with one person to try to develop a relationship, somehow they're being disingenuous to the process. I don't know. Mm -hmm. I mean, I don't know how to answer that. I think if I were there, um, you know, I'd probably look for, the person that I liked most and hang out with them for as long as I could. But then again, that, you know, precludes you from engaging with anybody who shows up who you might be more interested in. So I don't know who knows. She said that she 
wanted to do that with Jordan. They had zero chemistry. So when she came back, Clay says, hey, how does he compare to me? And she said, there is no comparison. And then I, they which just I thought was a weird, out. really insecure question for him to ask. I Clay agree. has no, I mean, I think that they, they hit it on the head. The guy's got no confidence. He's got really no swagger for a guy that, you know, is, um, is in, you know, is as big and, you know, pres- present as him. All mm-hmm. the girls seem to think he's really sweet and whatever. And he just doesn't, doesn't uh, convey that in, in his mannerisms. Even like when, it, when that, uh, the, the Spanish soccer star or whatever his name was. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> if, if I were Clay, the last thing I would have been doing was laying on the, the beach bed. I know, like I uh, know. You know, some sort of, you know, jellyfish paralysis issue going on. I, mean, I would have stood up and been like, dude, <laughs> I can yes, crush, tell me, like, tell me what you would have done. I would, I mean, if someone's in your face like that, sometimes you just have no choice but to stand up and be like, you know, leave, get out of my face. I mean, I thought, you know, I don't know, you can probably answer this, but it's got to be awkward for Nicole and whoever and Hannah when when guys are sitting there fighting over her. But I thought she should have stood up and said, "Look, mm-hmm. you go over there for five minutes." Uh, stop arguing. Um, mm-hmm. You stay here. I'm going to finish my conversation with you. And if you guys want to stay here and argue, I'm going to leave. I mean, it was, it's right. that simple. You know. I agree. You don't pull on your yeah. ponytail and you don't sit there and bat your eyes either. But, I did have a problem with Clay laying down. He was arguing in the nicest way, polite way, mm-hmm. with as Christian is is looming over him, and. Nicole had a problem with that. She tells him yeah. later, you should have stood up. You should have, you should have not necessarily fought for me, but you should have made it known that I was important to you. And she tells him over and over yeah. again to be more aggressive. I still think that's unfair. I agree. I mean, he can't unbe who he is, right? I mean, he, mm-hmm. you can make certain changes, but that's like a major personality change. Um, and to me, that's her saying, look, I don't accept you as you are. So, mm-hmm. you know. Have you ever, has somebody ever stood up in your face and you stood up in their face back? Yeah. I mean, you know, that's like a guy thing. I mean, you know, it's just part of growing up, whatever. Um, Did you most recently? Um, I've been in that situation before, reluctantly. Um, but uh, the, the, I'm trying to think of the last time that happened as an adult, I think. <laughs> was, um, wow. A con- well, there was just a, 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 <laughs> a confrontation in the parking lot of uh, a grocery store where, uh, where, uh, yeah, I, some guy with a sports car felt like my cart got a little too close to his oh. when I was, it was in no mood at the time and I used some profanity and, um, I did make a threat. <laughs> you did. You threatened well, he, to he punch was, him? I just, um, no, I, I don't you think it would have gone that far. Yeah, I was just like, you know, I think I used, I said, you know, F off and then I insulted his sports car. <laughs> Because yours was better. Well, I wasn't in mine at the time. <laughs> Look at my watch, man. Look at my sunglasses. They're yeah, better. Well, yeah, that's exactly what I said. Have you been sucker punched before? No. Oh. No. Your stories are boring today. <laughs> I just, I think what you're telling me is I need to be more aggressive. Um, all right. So what I'll do, I'll commit this week. I will go out and, and provoke. Multiple confrontations and come back next week with a better story for you. (laughs) (laughs) I try to avoid that stuff and I have my entire life. So I'm, I'm, I'm retired from it. 
Uh, yeah. That's very good. But, you know, as, to answer your question, I mean, you know, it's like occasionally you run into some alpha male and you're left with no choice, you know? So anyway. I have never been the girl to say, I'm such a hot commodity and I'm just going to play the field and let him know what he's missing. Yeah. And I've never been the Hannah to say, I'm over here just innocent in everything that's going on, and I am just super popular. Everyone loves me. I've never been that. I'm more like a Sydney. I'm more like the girl who wasn't invited to paradise. <laughs> <laughs> well, for the record, Lindsay, if, if, if Harrison called me and said, you know, hey, do you want to go to paradise? I would say only if Lindsay's going to be there. There you go. See, I think you and I could bartend and just stir yeah, up you, some stuff. You could be the uh, you could be the Yuki to my wells. That's exactly right, and I would enjoy doing it. Oh, do you know the things we would see? We would have oh. to bring our own antibacterial germ squirt and just bathe in it. Speaking yeah. of bathing, Dean shows up. You mentioned him. He looks like a '70s porn star. Is that an accurate statement? Um, yes. Yes. The mustache. Have you ever grown a mustache before just to prove you could? Well, I've attempted to grow a mustache to prove I could and I was unsuccessful. I'm not a very... You don't have a lot of facial hair. No, I don't. I mean, I get kind of scruffy, you know, but I, I it never fills in. So no, I've, I'm completely incapable. Thank you for emasculating me on your... How long? How I'm many gonna go days? Soak like, I'm going to go soak like Cam on yeah. the beach. And you don't have a full luscious mustache on your top lip? No, I don't have a full luscious mustache. But I, I do try. Um, I try to keep it, um, you know, once a week or so. How? Who was it that made you want to grow a mustache? What iconic figure... In pop culture, made you go, yeah, I want a mustache like that guy. Um, Sam Elliott? I don't know. Oh, okay. I thought you'd I say Magnum P.I. Most people go straight for Tom Selleck. I don't want him. I never wanted a mustache. You know no. who did have a, a goose had a mustache in Top Gun? He did. That's true. Yeah. Very mm -hmm. good. How are you feeling about the Top Gun sequel? Uh, I'm indifferent right now. I think I've seen the preview and it looks... You know, very Top Gun-ish. Uh, looking forward to it. Um, I just, I hope they don't try to make Tom Cruise um, 25 again. You know, he needs to mm -hmm. stay in his in his demo. Um, going to go in with an open mind. I am going to see it. Uh, I did watch um, Aquaman the other night because I was <laughs> bored and there was nothing else on. Possibly the worst movie. Um, what? First of all, oh, it was terrible. It was so bad. It was, it was, it was just, it was terrible. Did you it count the so nautical puns? It was terrible. It, it was, was absolutely so great. Terrible. And, uh, you know, of course, um, I was like, you know, I would just huff and puff and miss some guy was watching. It, and I would say, like, this is such a bad movie. And she'd be like, I know, man, he needs to take off his shirt. And I was like, well, that's that's not what I had in mind. But she didn't enjoy it for other reasons. But namely, Jason Momoa had his shirt on most of the time. Yeah. I thought it was dumb. I did not hate it as much as I thought I would. I have I have issues with movies that are underwater. People are underwater because they all just look stupid. What about my what about Little Mermaid? 
Well, that's, see, that's okay. Thank you for bringing that up because the cartoon is totally fine. Animation, I get it. But if you've seen Little Mermaid on Broadway, it is terrible because they wave their bodies back and forth pretending they're underwater and it just looks dumb. And so I have a feeling that the live action Little Mermaid is going to be much of the same. Mm, okay. Mm-hmm. They're just going to have bubbles floating around everywhere and we're supposed to assume they're underwater. Can we talk about paradise? Yeah. <laughs> Dean, he lives in a van down by the river, literally. He tells Chris Harrison that he is jobless and homeless. So I believe he has come to paradise to have a hot meal and take a shower. Yeah, he didn't um, He didn't purchase any new clothes either to, um, oh. you know, yeah. Do, do you think he's there to shake things up with Christina? No. Really? Because I no. do, huh? I think, he, think he's over it. I, I, my, my guess, here, here's, here's my guess. Um, I think he gets sent home. Really? You don't think Kaylin or Christina will give him their rose? Uh, this week, maybe. I think he sticks around. I, I also, I don't think he... He cares, um, yeah. I don't think he... Uh, he yeah, I just think it's, it is what it is. Because he's there to get a hot shower and have some plate of nachos and yeah, free well, tequila. Yeah. And I think he thinks he's going to be all popular and all that stuff. And he will be initially, but I, I just, I don't see him sticking around till the end. I just have a feeling, but maybe I'll change my mind. I don't know. Well, he took Kaylin out on a date. And my favorite part of that exchange while they were having dinner is she said, I'm just really trying to figure out if he's ready to settle down. Yeah. And that might be, look, if, if he does end up with someone, it's going to be her, I think. Do you um, think the beauty I, queen could live in the van down by the river and just travel? No, that that that's the that's the the rub, right? Like I think she really likes him because she's frankly looking for someone who doesn't know anything about her and who's you know, I mean, she, she he was the first one that gave her a good time there and all mm-hmm. that stuff. So I think you know she's going to be with him, and whether he chooses to stick around or not, that is, I just don't see, see them ending up long term. But I could be wrong. Now, I don't think he ends up with Christina because I've already made a prediction that. Um, a hole Blake is going yeah. to talk her talk his way back into her relationship. You did say that because you think Hannah is going to feel bad and go back to Ma- not Mateo Dylan. I think she might feel sorry enough to go back with him because Blake's going to end up with Christina, and I think that that she's Hannah is not going to want to leave there unattached. Let's talk about Christian's arrival. Really he immediately goes after Nicole. Clay is somewhat upset. He's trying to cope with being funny. But as you said, he's a little bit insecure. And they end up speaking Spanish sweet nothings into each other's ears and making out on the beach. Yeah, how did you feel about that? I think he was just a little cheesy and aggressive, and she seemed to buy it. I Yes, that is exactly what happened. He I was, was very unimpressed by that. Were you? Well, I just, you know, I mean, give me a break. Can you picture like t- that guy taking her to a nightclub or out to dinner? I mean, mm-hmm. he's just a cheese. I mean, mm-hmm. it's just, it's it's so over the top. And look, now Clay's the other extreme, which is obviously why they put those guys against each other. Mm-hmm. But um, you got to meet somewhere in the middle. I mean, and then he had that like silk shirt on with the whatever. And then Jordan was super upset he didn't buy any espadrilles, whatever those are. Um <laughs> You know, like the guy's just batting a thousand. Plus, you know, the funniest part was um, when they they flash back to the men tell all and Jordan goes, thanks for the feedback. What's your name? (laughs) (laughs) 
do you remember how short his pants were? Christian's pants were on Mental it, Law. Yeah, you know, honestly, it looked like. Yeah, I mean, he looked like Belinda Carlisle on <laughs> the Yogas. <laughs> they were pedal pushers. Yeah, I mean, unbelievable, dude. So I just, I felt like, I felt like, you know, the whole thing was just ridiculous. Um, mm-hmm. he, he was there. That Christian guy, I'll give him credit. He was assertive, whatever. I just thought it was over the top. And I was I was really kind of bummed out how impressed by it she was. But she did mention, look, these are these are the guys I see in Miami. It's the culture there. That's how they act. And it impresses me. So I guess, you know, she's falling back into what she's used to. But mm-hmm. I think huge mistake. And, you know, geez, I mean, if, if they had had a, a tent on the beach, I think he would have gone for it. I mean, it was, um, you know, they were pretty passionate. So there's definitely an attraction between them. Then at the end, whenever, I believe it's right before the rose ceremony, maybe, I'm not sure, but it's nighttime and everybody's in their evening clothes. And we see Christian putting up a pinata so he can give Nicole a little surprise. And Clay sees him doing that. So he asks the worst person in the world, Jordan, hey, do you think I should go over there and interrupt them? And Jordan says, yes, do it, go. We have your back, man. And Clay goes, and he's a little too polite, but he is doing the thing that Nicole asked him to do. You need to be more assertive. If you want to come get me, come get me. Clay tries to do that. Then he sees that Nicole appears to be uncomfortable, so then he turns into the gentleman again and says, hey, I can tell you're uncomfortable. If this is making you feel weird, then I'll just leave. And so he does. And as a result, yeah, was, Jordan says, let me go take care of this. Yeah. And he jerks down the pinata and, and then, then Christian and a, gets in his face. And then assault happens. Yeah. And it looked like Jordan body slams Christian. Yeah. I don't know how that's going to go. Um, anyway. Do you think so, someone will get kicked off? Yeah. I think Jordan leaves. You do? Not both of them? No. I think Jordan provoked it. So they make him... I Exit. look. I mean, I, you don't touch another guy's pinata. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about my favorite part from the night: John Paul Jones reciting Shakespearean sonnets to Tasha to woo her. Thoughts on that? First of all, um, <laughs> well, my first thought was that Jeff Spicoli recites Shakespeare. Uh-huh. Um, but um, I, I, I have to think that somebody put him up to that um, and said, hey, man, you know what would be really funny <laughs> is if you try to memorize this in your alcoholic haze um, and your, malnu- mal- your, your malnourished state after you've thrown up on the beach after Jane's taco was, was bad. Poor Jane. Poor Jane. Do you, think, do you think Jane's found love back in wherever she's from? No. I thought, look – of all the stupid stuff anyone's done, um, because he's John Paul Jones, she appreciated the effort. Mm-hmm. She was genuinely touched by it. Uh, my favorite part was when, because you know they, they had to edit the heck out of that scene, was when he got thrown off because the camera guy was looking at him. <laughs> and she looks at him, she goes, you got it, man, you got this. I thought that was really funny. She really wanted him to complete it. It was so funny, but I thought it was it was a good moment, I thought. And honestly, like... You know, why not hang out with that guy? I mean, the, every guy that Tasha's like been with so far has kind of screwed her over. I mean, Blake was shady, yeah. and so why not? I mean, he seems like a good dude. He, 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 him, and that uh, the Canadian guy with the speedo. That guy, they, those two should have a show together. Remember what was his name? <laughs> yes, yeah, he was kind of comic right relief, now. and he really wasn't there to pick up on anyone. He was just sort of everybody's <laughs> friend. 
That's, I mean, <laughs> time falls. You know, you know my, my biggest fear is that, that somebody decides to give that guy a show and this is over. Mm-hmm. I just, mm-hmm. let's just hope this is his 15 minutes and it's a good 15 minutes, it but is. let's hope it's over after, it's after this. It's an entertaining 15 minutes. Um, have you ever recited any kind of poetry or sonnet for a girl to impress her? Uh, yes. As a matter of fact, I was, um, I knew that answer well, was going to be, yes. no, well, you know, I mean, I, as most people know, I'm, I like to write, you know, I had the blog, but before that, when I was in high school and, and even before then I always liked to write. And so I was big into poetry and I discovered that stuff really early. My favorite classes were always my language arts as we call it here, which is English. And, um, so yeah, I was real into that. And, um, I took a Fourier. I, I used to write for years and years and then moved into other things. But, um, yeah, so, so my big ones were Lord Byron. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I love Lord Byron. You know, she walks in beauty like the night of star of star, starry skies and cloudless climes and all that's best of dark and bright meeting her aspect in her eyes. See, I could wow. tell I, I could, mm-hmm. uh, you know, any, any Romeo and Juliet, I always knew that the, what light was soft, what light through yonder when no breaks. I knew that whole soliloquy. Mm-hmm. Um, and there were, there were odds and ends, but, uh, yeah, I was, I was quite the, quite the, um, the poetry reciter back in the day. Um, now, you know, I'd hate to see what, what would come out of my, my brain if I try to write poetry. It'd be like the most cynical, just dark, <laughs> you know, just. Did it work? Reciting? Yeah. Oh, are you kidding me? Come on. Yeah. I mean, a lot of the other guys I dealt with would, would do, do things like, you know, run at a wall as fast as they could and, and, you know, crash their head into it to impress girls. And oh. I was like, well, look, come over here. I got some Shakespeare for you. I mean, it was like fishing with dynamite. <laughs> Were, was there ever a time when all the other girls were watching you impress the one girl with the Shakespeare and say, yeah, we've heard that sonnet before, too, like everybody was doing with Blake when he was dancing with Hannah? Well, no, that wasn't move? my that wasn't my go to move. No. Oh, I mean, okay, that's good. I was to know. smart enough to mix it up. You um, had to reach a certain level before you got the sonnet. Well, here's another move that I, I'm going to share all my moves when I was a teenager. So I, I happened to work. Um, I, I landscaped, I mowed yards, I worked at a, a local country club. I always had money, um, you know, w- w- as a teenager. So I, I had, you know, always had a couple grand in the bank and, you know, with no expenses. And so, um, I would do things like go to the florist and buy two dozen roses and leave it on my girlfriend's car. Um, mm. so when, when she got out of drill team practice, it would be there. And there were, there were two purposes to that. And the number one is there's, there's what I would call just the wow factor, right? She walks out, there's roses on her car. Now, the other factor is there are a hundred other girls walking out that see it. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, <laughs> you know, I'm a diamond in a sea of coal. And, and every one oh, of them is God. calling their boyfriend going, hey, guess what some guy just did for his girlfriend. But now, like, now, see, this is, this is, this is the difference between how cynical I am now. I go to the airport, you know. I fly a lot and I'm always coming down the escalator and there's always some dude sitting there in his boyfriend outfit, you know, now he never put on unless his, he was picking up his girlfriend and he's got a dozen roses waiting for his girlfriend to come down to the S from the escalator from whatever sales trip she's been on. And I'm like, come on, you know, get some self-respect. Like that's what goes through my head. And I'm thinking, you know, I was that guy at one time. <laughs> you know? And then, you know, there's always like you go to these these um, you know block parties and things, and there's always some woman in the corner saying like, "Oh, Steve brought me some flowers home today," and all the women are like, "Oh," and then you just take <laughs> Steve out and back, and you're like, "Dude, knock it off, man! You're making the rest of us, you know, look terrible." I brought home a sweaty gym bag. That's what I brought home today. 
like leave me you know come on steve you know tell your wife to pipe down with the flower talk i want anyway. you to try to make the shakespearean sonnet move on mrs some guy tonight and tell me right. how she responds next Here's week what I'll do. i will i will commit to you um, I'm going to sit her down and I'm going to push the pause on the TV, whatever, you know, below deck or whatever the hell she wants to watch tonight. And I'm going to read her a Shakespearean mm. sonnet and I will record it and I will see <laughs> what the reaction is. But it does. It ought to be good. She's going to be like, what are you, what are you doing? Like, what, what are you getting? What are you reading? It's going to be not well received. <laughs> We got so sidetracked. <laughs> yeah, that's great. That's great. Now, how? What would you do if you were in this position and you were trying to impress somebody on the beach? Would you do the sonnet? Would you do the pinata? Um, no, I, I think I think um, honestly, man. I mean, something simple like a walk, a, a good bottle of wine, and you know, a walk in, into privacy. I mean, what, what do you? What do you? Is everyone crave there? Is alone time? Mm-hmm. Um, the beach bed needs to be disinfected as far as I'm oh, concerned. I don't yeah. understand why anyone can't have a conversation without laying prone on the beach bed. <laughs> That's what I keep thinking. There must be, here are the four places that you can go and talk because we have to be able to film that or record that. Would you like to leave our listeners with your own sonnet, like some Shakespeare or some Lord Byron? Um, well, I've got something similar that, that pops in my head that, mm-hmm. I, that I would like to, to do. Um, I have this, this story about a man from Nantucket. Oh, God. <laughs> you think you'd like to hear that? No. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I'll save that one from this some guy. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, thank y'all for listening. If you want to read the full recap of Bachelor in Paradise, you can find both of them, episodes three and four, on IHateGreenBeans.com. FYI, one of the best things you can do to support a podcast is to review the show on iTunes. It would be an honor if you would head over there and let us know your thoughts. Thank you so much, and make sure to follow me on the socials. You can find me at Lindsay on Twitter and at Lindsay Ray on Instagram and Facebook. And don't forget to check out my books, Why I Hate Green Beans, and It's a Love Story. You can find them wherever books are sold. Until we're together again, love you mean it, Texas forever. Oh.